Hey Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest, artist Nico Tortorella, and host of the Heidi and Frank show and co-host of Dish Nation, Heidi Hamilton. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Episode of Pride the Podcast. Pride the Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not you. It's been so long. It's been literally seven days. Special shout out to our friends over at Rehab Entertainment for bringing you all the action every week. We would be nothing without you. So thank you so much. So Joy Behar over here <laughs> no, cannot I'm, turn her phone. You off know what it episode. is? I always have to have my phone on for like working, mm-hmm. and then you know. Oh, you do. <laughs> Don't hate bitch. Okay, you, your ass gonna be working tomorrow. Okay. You right, right. I never have my phone on. It's always on vibrate. Yeah. We know. Yesterday it wasn't even on. It was literally <laughs> off. That was. Did you forget to pay the phone bill? No, I Ooh. manually. He don't pay his phone bill. I manually did not plug it in. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of people coming up to me. Speaking of manually, I remember when I was with Verizon, I had to manually go to the yes! Verizon store. We did to make payments because usually I paid in cash. Because mm-hmm. you, I was used to hate like it was a whole do thing. You still you have, have to do, do that. No. No. No, I will. Verizon was like, You can't do nothing, you got to come in. And I had to go in, and they would say, We can only take cash or a check. And I was just like, Can you take my debit card? And that, that was like, I feel like that was eons ago. And they were like, We need a check. And I was like, Can I give you a, a post date? Because I don't get it. a check. I said, I'm going to give you a check did. for my rent. Oh, That's why I haven't written in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't write no checks. I, they pay me how to pay out online. My brother just wrote like a $4,000 check to finish his roof. There is not even enough room for all them numbers on a check. Okay. You make it work. Yeah. Just... Anyway. Remember blank check? That, that movie? Yeah. That's problematic. So, that problem. Very inappropriate. So they were talking about that on like our first Yeah, it podcast. was good until you realized that this woman and this little boy are having a love affair. Yeah, and it's, like she definitely kissed him. She definitely kissed him. And she also on promised to like hook up with him at an earlier age than what he was offering. Because he was like, this age. And she said, this age. And then he said, what about this? She's like, alright. And I was like, wait. Aight. Nah, that was very inappropriate. Yeah. Disney Plus needs to take that off. Yeah, they I'm do. so sorry to all the actors. I wish y'all a check, but that's bad. too much. <laughs> Well, I wish a lot of checks on our guests for this episode. I'm so excited to have Nico Tortorella on and Heidi Hamilton. It's going to be great to chat with them later, but first, Mm -hmm. what I really want to talk to y'all most about is... The new Selena trailer? No, bitch, but I do want to talk about that. Yeah, it's not much, though. I'm trying to talk to you about the one and only hot topic of the week. Uh Uh-huh. Trump's positivity. Of the coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know. Ashley and I, I was talking to Ashley and I was like, I don't really even think he was sick. This is all a hoax. This was to uh, for the press to stop talking about his terrible debate for about his taxes that he didn't fucking pay. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we need some. Well, let's just say he's positive and we'll make him a martyr. Well, the whole administration is positive. And like I was saying to y'all last night, 
Has anybody asked about Melania? Not that I care about that. She can get because she, uh, some tapes Whoa. leaked a couple of weeks ago. She hates ago. Christmas. She, yeah, and, yeah. And, kids. Kind of, and kids. What the, kind of first lady hates Christmas? And, and the kids? little brown kids that they have locked up down, uh, mm-hmm. downstairs. She said, oh, who gives a down fuck? Down south. Lord, they gonna come get us. I just want to. I just want to give a little note that we don't have no kids in no basement. No, we don't have a basement. We do. We have like rats. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Well. Um, New York. But it's spooky season. I was just going to say. Yeah. And that's scary. And that's scary. To, yeah. to put a button on the Trump thing, um, I personally, I do believe he has it and he's actually sicker than he say he is. Yeah. And I think that they are trying to put up a front because right now they're running a thing that's like, oh, Joe Biden isn't equipped to deal with it because he's negative and Trump was positive and he beat it. So he knows how to defeat it and he can help all of you. Wow. So his dumbass supporters are out there with their little hats on and they're like, But also Yay! Trump got the best treatment of anyone in the entire world as yes. he should. He is the president of the United States, unfortunately. But it's, it's not everyone who is 74 years old and is overweight and is orange face. <laughs> like those types of people will die. Speaking Trump of- has access to- All I saw was an- Bitch, did y'all see right. him when um, that little video they put together, him landing on the lawn, and then he walks up the stairs, and is he's doing his best Evita impersonation? Yes. Well, he takes I his mask off, and it's just like, you can clearly see him just... And I'm like, I was choke, to be fucker, honest. choke! <laughs> oh, I just want him to choke, and then just like fall off the balcony, it's just like... But it's even worse as he goes back into the White House with no mask on. And I feel bad for like his other exactly his stewards the, and, the, and the housekeeping. Yeah, the housekeeping. I hear they're all affected, but you know, put a spell of protection around Claudia Conway because for she real. she is like. Over here, like my mama knew. She said everybody knew. She said this was a whole setup. She said my mama knew and kept coming home. She yeah. said she's trifling. That's she said dirty. And like, and I guarantee you, her the Conways are gonna have a reality show in one point five years because oh, if, tra- if 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 he re- if he wins this presidency. Um, then he's going to grant them a reality show. Like, there's just no way they're not going to have one. The whole family is fighting. It would be such... What I hate to say is I would be intrigued to watch. I would be too. But, like, that's terrible mm-hmm. of me I'll to say. I'll get the to give, notes. Right. To give them even more attention. Because Claudia is on it. But, you know, Claudia knows who uh, the second gunman was on the grassy knoll. Shut up. She also knows who... Um, she does. Bibi Sahara Benet picked... Uh, you know her lipstick. You know she never told him. Claudia, knows, Claudia knows that who shot Tupac, and then Claudia knows who shot Tupac, I can't and tell if you're she being also knows where the Loch Ness monster is. I love the Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else Ashley loves? Mm-hmm. That I was so thrilled to see this week. Mm-hmm. The witches. Now, as everyone <gasps> yeah. knows, there's a new reboot of the witches is coming it the out. Conway's reality show, <laughs> right? <laughs> Kellyanne is the witch, yeah. and when she mm-hmm. takes it off, she's ugly in and out. Um, <laughs> But no, um, it's actually Anne Hathaway um, is starring in it um, with Octavia Spencer, and I think it's going to be good. It's not going to obviously be Angelica Houston. No one can ever touch that. But I think it's going to be exciting, and the preview gave me, like, those childlike goosebumps. And, like, let's hear Ashley talk about your experience with The Witches and how much you loved it. I love The Witches so much. It was one of those, like, back in the day, uh, we would go to Blockbuster and I would rent it, like, once a week. I don't know why my parents didn't just buy it for me, but we would go and rent it all the time. So they got plenty of money to do so. Listen. You ask this rich, too, now, if uh, anyone wants to know. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Money Mitchells. Yeah, Money Mitchells. The Money Mitchells. Y'all <laughs> should have y'all own That's y'all's reality show. show. Like, the Money <laughs> Mitchells. Oh, 
good. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I'm gonna uh, like Charles says. That's the best rumor that I've ever heard. So go ahead and keep that going. That you are rich. rich. Yeah. you are rich. I never watched The Witches. What? And I probably won't do it again. Okay, Me we're gonna either. watch it tonight. I'm not Mar- an No, what do you mean? No, the original. No. We're gonna watch the original. No, the whole Maybe. bit where like you don't honestly, like Angelica. The I whole, do love Angelica. Okay. The scene where like they're like dis- dismembering themselves and like no, nobody dismembers. They taken the- faces off. Okay, okay they have that a mask. That's me. disrobing. I don't care. <laughs> He's just I thought you like liked arms that. coming off. Right. I guess, but as a child, for some reason, that just always stuck with me. I didn't like it. I don't even want to know what it was. I was like, no, I don't no, even know about it. Fierce. It's great. I mean, it is creepy as a child. Yes, it is. But you know, it's it's fierce. It's, What's your favorite fun. scary movie? Ooh. That's a loaded question. That is a very Shazam. Loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> Don't say that too loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean there. There's another. Oh, so to there's LGBTQ version of. Uh, the craft coming out that stars as transgender, um, a friend of the podcast, also a cast member of Pride the series, uh, Scott Turner Schofield worked mm-hmm. on the film um, as a trans advisor. It's so amazing! Mm-hmm. So please check that it. out. Uh, go see the trailer. It gives you goosebumps. You get to see a surprise mm-hmm. like return in there in a way. It's, so it's really fun. So I think that my favorite scary movie to answer your question, Adam, still sticks out. Scream to me was so terrifying, and the reason for it being. That someone that you know could do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the first time it wasn't a Jason or a Michael, where at that point it had got so ridiculous where it was like, they're kind of supernatural at this point. Like, mm-hmm. Jason was in space, which is by far the worst. By far the worst. Uh, Jason, or X. Actually, Jason X. Actually, when he came to Manhattan and was climbing out the sewers, like, just killing everybody in <laughs> Yeah, country. that one was pretty bad. <laughs> but Scream was, I mean, literally going to school, people, you were like, oh, that could be my friend. So, it was pretty scary to me. Yeah, um, I agree. Scream is, like, my go-to. Like... I saw it. How old was I? Actually, we're not going to play that game. (laughs) (laughs) But I was young, so it did scare the shit out of me at Mm. that time. Now, of course, it's not scary. It's hilarious and just a cult classic, and we can quote it all day long. I never thought Scream was scary. Really? I never was scared Did you watch it when it first came out? We were young. But you didn't see Mm -hmm. the first one first. You saw, like, maybe the second or third one first where it got more comedic. Because I feel like the first one was a little bit more serious in terms of that. Because it is real comedic to me. It is very comedic. I come from a family that laughs at every scary movie. Like, yeah. Mama and my Aunt my Michelle, mom. that's all they do when I grew up, was just laugh at it all. Mm-hmm. Because it is kind of funny. We were revisiting, yeah. um, my, we were revisiting Homecoming mm-hmm. that I did in college. Mm-hmm. And we were definitely laughing. Um, for multiple <laughs> reasons. Um, it just gave me such a love. It just reminded me how much I love the genre of horror. Like, I'm more a- into the, like, mystery spooky horror like mind fuck horror like yeah. the others thrillers oh the others that's yeah. the only time I love Nicole I watched Kidman. Us again last night love like, Us that type of like mind bending how did you feel about watching Us again because I again? know the first time you wasn't you were not that much about it the first time well I, I think it's because the first 15 seconds of Us is the most important part of the movie in terms mm-hmm. of a full circle story mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen that to be honest but last night <laughs> we were late night, to the last what? night what? Yeah. Last uh-huh. night I watched it from the beginning mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. Because I remember after we saw it, you're like, I don't get it. Right. I was like, what do you mean you don't get right. it? Right, but now <laughs> I get it. And also, it does take me a few times to watch a movie that's that deep to actually get and it. And we were so, drunk in the theater. Well, I was drunk last night too, but <clears throat> um, actually, no, I wasn't. <laughs> um, what about you, Adam? What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? Um. 
I mean, obviously, Scream is a go-to. Like, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone answered. But, like, um... <laughs> and I don't know if it's classified as, like, a horror film, but, like... Tremors. Was I, I love Tremors. I, I love Tremors. Tremors and I brought this up Reba. on the pod before. Reba can get yeah. it. But like, it's just so good. And like, as a child, I remember watching it and was and was freaked out. Yeah, because it was like that was one of the scariest movies I watched as a child, for sure, hands down. Because I was like, it looks like it's set in the West. I lived in the West. Yeah, I was like. Are these things like real? Are they yeah. Gonna grab me. I remember that. Yeah, and then now that. watching it as like a thirty-year-old gay man, <gasps> uh-uh. I'm like Reba's the best part. Duh. Cause she's just redheaded and shooting guns. She and country like, like, like Annie, get your gun. <laughs> you know what? Um, scary movie I also really love. What lies beneath? Oh Ooh. yes, I saw that in theaters with my girlfriend. Uh, it's great, Paige Shirley. Do you think okay. they're starting to suspect you? <laughs> your girlfriend. <laughs> your wife. Your wife. Yeah. It's so good. Michelle Fiverr can yeah, do it too. That yeah. one. The Conjurings are great. The Conjuring, the, conjuring the first one, I was tremoring the, in my seat. I was just like, yeah, what's that happening? Was really scary. I also like Amityville. I can't all, ever Amityville? say that. Amityville. Amityville. Horror. 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 I'm a little bit horror. I love Orphan and like The Omen <laughs> when there's like little kids and also Pet Cemetery. The Pet Cemetery, the original was good. But I will one, say, I the second one, the second one was fine until they tried to add all this other stuff to the story, but there's just something about a little kid running around. Chucky's was fine until they got that ridiculous. Really Do you realize scary. that that little boy is the same little boy in Kindergarten Cop? Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Is that where, <laughs> um, not John Travolta, Alex, uh, Arnold, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was pregnant? Arnold. No, that, that was... That was, <laughs> that was stepbrother, right? Or no, that was... Because that was pretty scary. Uh, twins? No. Twins I've had a dream no, where no, I was no. pregnant. Brothers. gave birth. Something like that. Junior? I think it was, that what it was called? With, uh, okay. with the penguin. What's his name? The penguin. Oh, Dan DeVito. Dan no, DeVito. that was the twin. You're mixing all your Arnold. Who's <laughs> pregnant? Yeah. Somebody's pregnant. Anyway, yeah. So, um, Gigi, um, what's Hadid? her name? Is pregnant. No. Gigi yeah, Hadid already had her baby. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, because wow. I saw a photo of the I little. Care the less, little, but congrats. The little baby's uh, holding Zane's hand. Like his little Nicki Minaj had her baby too. I know, and I saw I saw a funny meme that was what? like when he was pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was a baby a flipped movie. over in a baby. Hello, theater. hold on. Hey, what's up? I saw a meme <laughs> about Cardi. I mean, whoop, Nicki's baby, <laughs> whoop, and it was the baby flipped over in its high seat uh, with food everywhere, and it was like <laughs> baby. Oh, grr. and it's like the next picture is Nicki just like looking over it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna have I'll to see it. that one. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Together. funny because that baby said, "Oh," and she said, oh, that, no. poor, "That baby flew and there's food everywhere." Well, okay, we're to about, about to something fly. else what? scary. Oh, tell us. I was gonna talk about the presidential debate or the vice presidential debate that's, that's happening tonight. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's gonna be real scary if it happens. I'm assuming it's still happening. Hopefully, because of the recent guidelines that were established. Mike Pence doesn't want uh, a pexing glass. Yeah, he doesn't want one. And Kamala's like, no, we getting one. You ain't finna come affect me with that shit. No, I know. That mm-hmm. is so messed up. They just want to give it to everybody. You know who... Never mind, I ain't gonna say that. I, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know who I hope gets it, but that's me. He already got it. No. I'm, I'm, I got it! I was gonna say... Tom. I don't even know that show, but I love Tommy that Lair, that's what I was gonna say. Fuck that up. Yeah, oh, that Adler, Ingram, and Tocco Carson. I got a whole list. Did you see what she wrote about uh, Biden, though? Yeah. Tommy- I muted her on Twitter, and I... 
still see that. Yeah, movie. I said, Tommy, no, who, what man did you date, if not all of them, that came out as gay? Because you have a problem with men who are effeminate. She says, if a man isn't hunting and strong and have a deep voice, they're effeminate. I have all of that. Yeah. Like, what? I have all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Come down, Snow White. I want to know who hurt Tommy Laren. I, re- I really want to. And I'm She's I, like, who hurt J.K. Rowling? What trans person hurt J.K. Rowling? Somebody owes her money. I feel like, was she ever married and did her husband leave her and become a woman? Maybe. Maybe. Something. I don't think she understands gender spectrum or any of that. She doesn't understand any of it. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. From ignorance. Yeah, and she doesn't care to. But you know who does understand? Us here at Pride to Podcast and our next guest, Nico Tortorella. We are excited to speak to them and have them speak to our listeners a bit about the gender spectrum and their experience in upcoming projects. We'll be right back. Welcome back with our special guest, Nico Tortorella, mm-hmm. artist. Hi, Nico. Hey. Hey. I'm so happy How's it going? It, Good. That, that is a loaded fucking question, you know? How's it going? <laughs> Um, well, give us a lot of fucking answer. (laughs) All things considered, me in my own life, I am doing quite well. And sometimes I feel selfish even saying that. Um, But I'm thriving right now, honestly. That's great. That's That's good to hear, honestly. It's good to know somebody's thriving. It's refreshing. (laughs) It's good to remember, you know, I think that people have been so used to saying that 2020 is horrible. Mm -hmm. And it's so really good to hear someone say that it's not for me. I'm I'm doing okay. What makes you what makes you thriving? Like what's going on? I mean, like lock me up in my house in the middle of nowhere and I don't really have to socialize and I get to like focus on my work. That's um that's the dream. People Where are think you? I'm, uh, currently, I'm in the city, but I've been up in my house uh, like an hour and a half north of New York, east of Poughkeepsie. Oh, New York City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're, you're in our too. hood. Oh, nice. You, you might actually be in our hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so. currently in Fidei right now, so... Oh, my you're God. in my work hood, so yes. <laughs> we should have just done this in person, then. Right. Yeah. We should have, yeah. <laughs> we do have our uh, COVID... We have our COVID, uh, officer. COVID <laughs> compliance officer. I love Make it. sure I we're all healthy and shit. Yeah, I've been on. I've been on a few sets recently. Uh, the first set that I went on a couple weeks ago. I'm not gonna say what it was, but uh, okay. it was the first set I've been on. And within an hour, the showrunner comes into my dressing room and is like, "Someone tested positive. We're shutting down." Oh, like, okay. No. So this is this is the new normal. This is this is what no. I mean. It's show is yeah, right. crazy. That's almost as crazy. Oh, I mean, it's a little hot topic. I don't know if we want to jump into that right now. Let's do it. Okay, do it. Know, I just saw an article by Michael Musto about season 13 Drag Race filming. Mm. One girl got there and then they found out some drama. Not Have drama. you heard about this, Nika? Right. No, I haven't. So so they were yeah, filming, so here's the tea. Apparently, it, this girl, we don't know who, in her act, she goes to people, patrons' phones and like goes through their photos, finds nudes, and then like airdrops them out to the bar. Yeah, so producers were like, no. (laughs) Sent her home like a day before they were supposed to start airing. The drama on Drag Race. I love how they're like, honestly. But they're, they're like calling out the girls now. These girls have been out here doing this for years, but now all of a sudden, they're making it public information. 
Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting to bring up, Nico. We talked to our last guest about this as well. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about cancel culture? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people nowadays are bringing up old tweets. They're looking at old Facebook, MySpace, Zanga, whatever you had back in the day. Not Zanga. And they're doing that. And you know, I I feel like I need to express my thoughts. (laughs) But I feel like it's actually hitting the entertainment industry, especially pretty hard. You know, we had um, an um, an actor in was it Arrow actually or which one was it? The Flash. The Flash, who lost Mm -hmm. his job for you know tweeting in the past. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about cancel culture and what it's doing? I understand this is a very sensitive time, right? And mm-hmm. um, as it should be, it, this this is this world is set up in a certain way to keep everyone down, and it hurts everyone, the yeah. the oppressed and the oppressor. It winds up hurting the oppressor as well, mm-hmm. um, and hate is something that is taught, right? No one is is born with inherent hate. It is passed down. But mm-hmm. so is consciousness. And yeah. so is redemption. And so is forgiveness. Those things have to be taught. And if we don't allow everybody that chance, um, obviously to varying degrees, it's all very relative. Um, but for me, so much of this work as... Uh, as an artist, as someone that works in the queer space, as a voice, as, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, it always comes back to spirituality. That is the the, the root of everything that I do. And forgiveness for me is like the ultimate redemption, right? If you if you have the power to forgive the ones that hurt you the most, and I'm not saying it's easy. Obviously, it's easier said than done. But... Um, to get to that point, I mean, there is no higher level consciousness for me. Yeah. That's that's kind of the top of that mountain. So okay. I understand cancel culture. I just, I can't really get behind it long-term. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, I, I hear that. that. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. So Nico, in 2018, you did something um, publicly that oh. was pretty extraordinary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what I do. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but you came out <laughs> as gender fluid. So what we like to do here on Pride of the Podcast is educate our listeners if they don't happen to understand uh, normal vernacular or ways of mm-hmm. conversation that happens in our community. So for our listeners out there, can you explain in your point of view what gender fluid means, sexually fluid means, and what it meant for you when you came out as such? Right. I think um, just in basic terms, fluid fluidity uh, is the opposite of fixed, right? It's not, it's not one thing for the rest of my life. It ebbs and it flows. And I think the term gender fluidity, in terms of my own usage, came out when I was doing that video with Trinity. We did that drag makeover. We were having a conversation about gender fluidity. And then the next day it was like, Nico Tortorella comes out as gender fluid. Like, I understand labels. I understand how important they are, especially as, as, youngins exploring the community and exploring yourself but the more work that i actually do on myself and understanding the spectrum of gender and just the spectrum of the human condition the less weighted i feel specific words 
mm -hmm. are for myself. Um, I really like the term non-binary because I think it actually has the power to, to, uh, to not define myself. Um, it is focusing on what I not am rather than necessarily what I am or really what I don't believe in. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I believe in, in, opposite ends of spectrums i understand that they exist i just don't think they serve me and i don't really think they serve the collective like i feel that we are constantly being divided everywhere we go obviously in the world and within the community like it's so fucking insular like we are taught at certain sects along the way that like, oh, they're on that side of the fucking table and we're on this side of the table. Mm -hmm. And the point of what I'm getting to is the more that I understand gender, the less I feel sexuality has legs to stand on. And I know that that is a fucking complicated thing to say, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but if gender isn't what we were taught it is or was, then sexuality becomes something different, right? If a man isn't a man, the idea of a man and a woman is a woman, like would our desires change if we weren't taught the things that we were? Um, mm -hmm. And that's yeah. like this queer spiral that I constantly live in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, that, I, I think that makes complete sense. And no. you mentioned that there is divisiveness obviously in the world, but also in our community. There's also divisiveness in Hollywood, in the entertainment industry. So when you came out, as the media like to say, say, say as gender fluid, right. how did that affect your career as an artist or did it at all? Yeah, I mean, because I was having the conversation around sexuality years prior, I didn't feel like it was that much more advanced um, of a topic. My team definitely disagreed with me. And there were hours of conversations, days, weeks of, of what does this mean? And still to this day, I have to explain a lot of shit to, to people, right? Like can casting directors, can executives, can you know, studio heads across the board still see me as a straight cis person, right? That's like basically the question. I'm like, Girl, I, that's who I played on television for the last 10 years. Yep. Like that work doesn't go away because of the conversation that I'm having. Let us right. not forget, it is our job to transition mm -hmm. as actors into other people. Like yep. I, I, I understand that obviously queer people should be playing queer, queer characters right now because so much is at stake at, an administrative level, at a legislation level, like mm -hmm. a one million percent. But um, do I think that queer actors should play, should be the only ones that play queer characters forever and always? I don't know. It's called acting. Yeah. It's called acting. That. Yeah. We've been doing it sounds, forever. Yeah, it sounds more like you had doors open for yeah. you, I feel like. Um, yeah after you came out, it was like, oh, now I have more doors to explore, mm -hmm. more windows, let's see what's going on. Right. So I'm not I mean, I, stuck in this it was, box. It was less of a coming out and more of a coming into myself. Right. And okay. as an okay. actor, I always realized that I would be able to play more characters and explore more parts of the characters that I play if I explore myself in its entirety. And that's still something that I am constantly doing. That work never ends.
And that's that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want to express that and share that? Yeah. And if anyone has a fucking problem with it at a studio level or, you know, at a network, like, fuck, I don't need to work on that job anyway. Yeah, just cancel culture that. (laughs) (laughs) And create your own content. You know what I mean? If, like, you don't have a seat at the fucking table, you go out and you buy a chair. You see this big-ass table we got? I was like, (laughs) here we go. As we live and see. Um, Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Nico, you talked about roles that you played. And the other day, I happened, one of my favorite roles that you have played is, you know, who invited you, Trevor? Because (laughs) uh, Scream 4 was one of my favorites. I loved you in that movie. And now we have to get into that. Uh, Since it's spooky season. Uh, What was your favorite part of filming Scream 4? And what was your favorite memory from that? I don't know. Before you answer that, I don't know if you know how big of fans we are of not only Scream 4, but the entire Scream franchise. Yeah. (laughs) You're part of history. Yeah, We can can quote that movie down. Yeah, we're horror buffs and I love it. Inside information, the costume that I was wearing when I got shot... Was Sidney um, Dad's costume. Is currently up for sale on the internet, head to toe. And whoever found it found a handwritten letter that I had written to Wes Craven in the pocket that is drenched with blood. So what did the letter say? Wow. Oh my god. Thanking him for this opportunity. Found that right away. Um, I'll send it to y'all after this, just in case you want to continue the research on. That's amazing. I've already made a note. Wow. I'm using this as a microphone. I love it. No. It was already such an established universe and an established team. It was like David and Nev and Courtney were coming back to this summer camp of sorts. And they really um, just welcomed us newbies, right? Like it was the first time they had a brand new generation coming and joining the franchise, right? Usually it was people there own age coming and like playing around with them so they really welcomed us with open arm um i my favorite like moment of shooting um so the it's it's a tradition whenever you're casting scream at some point in your shooting process Ghostface is gonna scare the shit out of you in the middle of a tape no, like, yes. no. Yes. and they like kind of mm-hmm. preface it at some point but then like everyone stopped talking about it and it was like three o'clock in the morning. It it was the we didn't invite you, Trevor scene. So we are in Kirby's house. Um and it's late. Rory's like ripping fucking Red Bulls. He had like six Red Bulls deep, three o'clock in the morning. I'm like like outside smoking some menthol cigarette. Um, uh-huh. Right, <laughs> close. Um, and I go to open the door, and the cameras are on, and Ghostface pops out in the middle of the door and screams as loud as he can. Okay, now I know the stunt guy that's playing Ghostface. Like, my initial reaction is not to jump and be terrified, but it's to punch the motherfucker in the face. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> hey, man. Listen, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta fight do or flight, you fight. 
So exactly. were the medics called and like <laughs> filming was delayed because you, know. you injured the main fucking character. I I, I killed Ghostface. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. one part over here. It's all it took. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That leads me to my next question. So you've seen like all the the hype over uh, Scream Five coming out. Yeah. If you have to choose like a main person, like Gail, Dewey, or Sydney to die in this one, like who would you want it to be and why? Because <laughs> one has to go. Or do they? <laughs> or do they? I think they will, to be honest with you. I don't think so either. I really don't. Say, but I'm well. like, why would they? They've gotten this far without any of them dying. Like, yeah. I guess. I kind of wish. I think. I think Gail and Dewey are probably going to have some kids somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, and Do you know any inside tea, by the right. way? Is this just speculation? Full speculation. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> um, we're about to break headlines tomorrow morning. Right. David's talked about it a little bit. Like, obviously, he hasn't dropped. Who was I just watching? Oh, he, he was on Tamron when he was growing out the mustache, and he was talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dude, that was such a wild wild time in my life I and mean, we were all young and parting so fucking hard yeah was right when david and courtney were getting a divorce and there was all of that, all of um, that. And it was just it was fun that was it feels like a lifetime ago that movie yeah mm-hmm. and how was it working with hayden panettiere like <laughs> we love her we love her we lo- i hate that kirby died we don't know if kirby we died. don't we know because Wes she Craven could be alive, I'm say, hoping. Wes Craven did say, may he rest in peace, that we didn't see her death. That's we true. It's her. true. Hayden is, Hayden has the same birthday as my mom. And Aww. we became very, very close, very quick, and spent a lot of time together after the show. Uh, there, There's just such a fire in her and, like, me and both of us came together and it was just like double leo double double fire like explosive energy um i wish her the best in the whole world you know she's kind of been through it and yes yes often you know Hmm. well we're always team kirby over here yes team kirby team hayden Hayden. Hayden 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 has had one of the most fantastic careers in in hollywood she seems like an amazing person so you know sending all our love to her Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's your fairy? Or your fairy? Well, hello. My what's your fairy? What's <laughs> oh, yes! Yes! What's your uh, your favorite scary movie? By the way. What's your uh, favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie. Uh, y'all. I mean, it's not my favorite scary movie. I don't really know how to answer that question, to be honest with you, because it's not like necessary. Well, don't yell at me. <laughs> I'm not yelling. I'm getting a little worked up because the genre just in general kind of works me up. Um, I mean, when I saw the first Saw in theaters, it just like changed the game, right? It was like, mm. oh, this is what we're doing now. Like, this yeah. is where we're going. Right. Um, and then what was the other fucking movie that came out right after Saw that was equally as like hardcore gore porn? Uh, was it Hostel? Hostel, Hostel, Hostel. Hostel? Okay. Those are kind of yeah. two of my favorites. Really? <laughs> Adam really? loves the, I love Saw, the Wait. original. See, I don't, I can't get into torture movies as much. Is gore porn a thing or did you just make that up? Or is it? It's a thing. Google it. 
<laughs> okay, maybe I will later. <laughs> we definitely will be Googling it no, later tonight. No, I'm sorry. I hate gore and mm. porn. So, like, <laughs> and porn. I mean, I, I smell I... a lie. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. No, this, no, no. This is, this is going out to the public. Uh-huh. I always tell the truth. Uh-huh. I love a psychological thriller. Me know? too. Me Those too. are my favorites. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like with the one, um, Identity is Identity one of my favorite, of my favorite movies. I love Identity. I love at the end when you think it's going one way and it goes completely opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of opposites, like one of my favorite scary movies is RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I was so excited <laughs> to see you on Celebrity Drag Race. It was How so was much that? fun yes. to watch you. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Give us all the tea. How, How was, was it? it? Y'all, we don't have time for all that. Yes, we do. Yes, we oh, do. We, do. we will we make time. We will do part one schedule. and part two. <laughs> Y'all. I just want to preface with it was like it was an incredible opportunity. It was a dream fucking come true. I've been part of that family for a little bit, you know. I guest judged a few years prior. Randy and Fenty, Randy and Fenton, who are kind of like the big daddies at World of Wonder, they directed my Menendez brothers movie I did with Courtney Love on Lifetime. Yes, yes. I've like Michelle and I have been close for years. It's just like I've been in that circle, right? So mm-hmm. when this opportunity comes to me, it was like a no fucking brainer. Yes, of course, right. mean, I get to actually compete on Drag Race. Oh, yes, duh. Um, I had no idea who I was competing against. I had no, I, the only thing I knew was that I was gonna be doing Snatch Game and I flew to LA and I was prepped, you know, I was, I was prepared to get the job done. Long story short, <laughs> we're gonna make a really long story a little bit shorter. Okay. okay. Uh, I still want deets. Yeah. I was planning, obviously I had an agenda when I went on to Drag Race. You know, I had a lot of queer and, trans fr- queer and trans friends that were inspiring the conversation that I was going in there with, right? Mm-hmm. The conversation that we are all well aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was planning on walking into the workroom. I had a leather corset. I had an eight inch platform with like a fucking jacket on top of it. And producer sat me down and they were like, hey, <laughs> um, we want <laughs> this like boy to girl story. And I was like, but I'm not a boy. Like, uh, yeah. And from that point, that was like the first hour that I was there. And from that point on, I was just kind of let down. I felt mm-hmm. like. I felt like defeated from the top and who I was competing against like such lovely, lovely people, but like ultimately it left little room for the conversation that I was most excited to have. Like, why not? There were other queer, other queer people on the other two episodes, three episodes. Why not just like have us all together in one episode so we could actually talk about representation in Hollywood all together at the same time. Right. Right. Um, I just felt like, Ultimately, my my narrative was was muted potentially unintentionally um, when we all agree that there could be more conversation that's had on the show. Drag Race yeah. is the the queer mecca of mainstream media, and I guess I was just under the impression that like maybe they were a little bit further along in these conversations. Sure. But <sighs> across the board the whole time that I was there. I'm like, I'm, I, I get it. 
fucking language is hard, but oh, we have a responsibility. And um, um, I hope to see things uh, continue to evolve over. Do you there. regret it at all? Uh, I I regret um, listening to the producers. Sure. I wish I just went in and did my thing from the top and that if you don't want me to do it, I'll leave. Like, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. I can't there with like a, you know, a Willem attitude. Well, again. I was saying you should have gone in there like with a Willem mindset attitude. I'm going to do what I'm going to do and you're right. just going to Deal with it. But like, don't okay. don't vomit yeah. though on camera. So do you, <laughs> do you do you think like the issues that you had personally with the show? Did you voice them with the producers? I'm sure you did. Do you right? So do you think that that sets a precedence for the next chapter of newbies coming in? I don't know. I I wasn't treated like a contestant on the show. I was treated like a celebrity, and I think mm. that like. As the show came out, there was a ton of conversation within the community, specifically from like binary white trans girls about how dare Nico Tortorella have this conversation in the space. Like Nico's taking this seat away from someone like me. I'm, I was a celebrity on the show. I wasn't actually competing on Drag Race. Like I did as, as much as I physically and emotionally was able to do because if it wasn't me in that position i promise you would have been just another cis boy having that yeah. fucking conversation yeah. about okay. right i mean in my opinion i feel like you're giving more of a spotlight to yeah yeah the conversation absolutely we but. all know that there's a certain level of gatekeeping that exists within yes. the community, right? And mm -hmm. yes. And who the fuck got the keys to the gate? Because I'm tired. Well, girl, <laughs> if you don't even have a house, what, what, who are you screaming at? Right. No kids, no gate. Don't nobody want us in there. I hate it so much. <laughs> That's no. a fence. That is a fence. <laughs> for sure okay so let's move on from Jack Race cause Ash is tired of the gay shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, never I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding no but okay so we've talked about Scream we've talked about Drag Race I want to talk about The Walking Dead mm -hmm. you are in the new show World Beyond I'm a huge Walking Dead fan me and Darrell right. are yes. we, we get Adam to watch I watch some yeah, like, I'm just nervous to watch my life on TV <laughs> you are the Walking Dead I literally <laughs> am just... I think we all are right now I mean at least this year we at are. least you're prepared maybe to fight zombies and everything so. right <laughs> But okay, so what was that experience like? Were you a fan of the show before? Like, yeah. I'm so excited. Tell us everything. I mean, first season of Walking Dead is one of the greatest seasons of television ever. So, so good. good. I binge watched it like like that. I mean, I watched the first five pretty religiously, uh, and it was like right at the time when streaming started happening after five, and like there was just so much television everywhere. Mm -hmm. I kind of fell off after five, and then I auditioned for Fear for Nick, didn't get it, didn't watch it in spite. Um, <laughs> Good for I you. Feel that. That's how I feel about power, but moving yeah. oh. oh, okay. Um, and then I had no idea this project was getting put together. I was in Indonesia. I get a phone call being like, hey, there's a new Walking Dead, starts in two weeks. They were originally thinking about going younger with this character. Um, they want to talk to you, they want to get on a call. And I was like, okay, great. And the only thing I knew was that Felix was gay. Um, 
And I jumped on the call and we had a, a long conversation, hour, hour and a half chat, just about like, I had questions less about like, what is this story that we're telling? Like, who are these characters, you know? And more like, why, why do you think this is still important 10 years later? Like, what, what more do we have to explore? And I went in on the political and social landscape and like really just searching for what is the greater metaphor here? Like, what, what do y'all do it, right? And what's right. your intention here? And Scott Gimple, who's kind of like Big Daddy of Walking Dead, was like, Nico, right. in our universe, the only binary that exists is dead and alive. Everything else kind of disappears. And that was just like, oh, fuck. That, that's the world that I want to live in. And beyond that, like, what if we can take even that binary away where the dead are just like always with us in our blood as our ancestors? I don't know, queer spiral. Ding, 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 pull together. Um, <laughs> I, and I was in Richmond shooting a week later and I've, I've wanted to play a fucking queer superhero my entire life. And... Oh, yeah this is a version of that. Felix yeah. is bad ass. Uh, I can't wait. Fucking just intense and a fighter and a survivor and uh, protects the people around him in ways that, you know, we don't always get to see queer people do on television, right? Right, right. Um, and I'm just, I'm really, really excited and proud. I've seen all 10 episodes. I just finished okay. them go oh y'all oh i cannot wait actually i'm not gonna be in front of the tv sunday yeah i might have to watch that you i think i'm gonna have to watch that you ain't got no choice living in this house right um, nico you know you didn't necessarily have to wait until then to play a gay superhero you've been one all your life you've been Aww. a queer superhero you've inspired so many people everything that you've done since you have came out and you've talked about it you've been a champion for the community thank so you for your you. voice so yes. you. you've always been that hero so some heroes don't wear capes my dear okay unless you want to wear a cape <laughs> unless you want a cape you put one on <laughs> i might have got one in the closet I don't know. you know i got a few capes here you we'll switch some out Nico, it's absolutely been a pleasure having you here yes. with us at Pride the Podcast. We love you. Continue to do great work. We hope that as soon as this pandemic clears out, we can get together. We love yeah. a good brunch. We'll come on downtown. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll crawl, come downtown, bring the COVID compliance officer, check our temps, and we'll do it. Hey, thank y'all for keeping the hope alive when we need absolutely. to. Absolutely. You got to. You got yeah. to during these crazy times. Be safe. Much love. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. The past four years have taught us the importance of showing up and speaking out. That's why for the upcoming 2020 election, we have to remember that love is love. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. And Black lives do matter. So turn up and vote this November 3rd. Be sure to register at VoteAmerica.com. And request your absentee ballot if you can. Let's end 2020 on a positive note by showing, showing up and, and making change. And welcome back with Heidi Hamilton. She is the host of the Heidi and Frank show on 95.5 KLOS in Los Angeles, as well as the co-host of Dish Nation, co-host. <laughs> I've had a couple of drinks of wine. <laughs> the co-host of Dish Nation on Fox. Hello, Miss Heidi Hamilton. Hey. Hi. Hi. 
this is very exciting. I love that, you know, I, uh, I, I went to cheers you guys and you're already drinking too. So that makes me feel good. Cause I wasn't yeah. sure. I'm like, I, this is like the time of night, you know, where I would have my wine. So right, it is. It's me at home. I'm going to have my wine and I hope they're cool. And right. Oh, absolutely. Well, no, well, it's literally five o'clock where you are. It's wine o'clock. Yeah, and it's eight o'clock here, which means I've already had, had like two ish classes. Like two boxes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's why they call them bot wine poppy. Yeah. I know my way around a box. Okay, so <laughs> Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> So Heidi, for, for our listeners out there, give us your background. Like, did you, were you born and just know, like you knew that you were going to be the host of the Heidi and Frank show? I did not know that. I, I was born thinking I was going to be the next Julia Roberts. That's what okay. I was Oh, me yes. too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I wanted, you know, I wanted to be an actress ever since I was a little girl. And then um, my mom said, please just go to college, just go to college and get a degree so that you know, you have that to fall back on. And uh, I was a little irritated yeah. with her that she thought I would need a B plan. Cause I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> right. You're like, hello. Um, so, and I ended up going to college and I studied broadcast journalism. And then, um, you know, I'm glad I did that. Obviously I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing that now, but there is that piece of me that I, I don't want to let that little girl down, that little girl who wanted to be an actress. So that's still on the list of things to do. I just, you know, don't have an agent or a manager or anything like that. So <laughs> I'm not actually doing but, anything about it, but that's going to change. That's not, that's not actually true in my opinion, because I feel like today the world of acting and um, hosting or being a journalist that's on a broadcast network, I feel like there's a lot of overlap with that. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I would agree with that statement. Ms. Oh, great. I, I mean, I hope you're right. I hope I can do this without any help. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> so how did the, the show of Heidi and Frank come about? Well, I was doing, I was a news and traffic helicopter reporter. Um, I was living out in Los Angeles. I had left, I, I grew up in, in Southern Indiana. I went to school in Cincinnati. Um, and then I came out here to, to Los Angeles in 1997, you know, to be the next Julia Roberts, as I mentioned, <laughs> work out. But I did have that background of radio. I did radio in Cincinnati. Um, I was a helicopter reporter. So when I moved out here to Los Angeles, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have an aunt in San Diego or, you know, a friend in Reseda or something like that. I didn't know anybody. So I just uh, I lived in a little apartment in, in Van Nuys. And I just thought, well, I've got the background. I've got the radio experience. So I became a news and traffic reporter out here in Los Angeles. And uh, Frank and my other radio partner, Frosty, at the time, they were doing a radio show. I ended up being the news and traffic girl on that show. And we had a really good a really good chemistry and so um eventually they got an offer to go do another radio show and they said well if, if we get this you know would you be our third you know two guys and a girl kind of thing and i was like sure yeah we're having fun and then we started that in in the year 2000 and mm -hmm. i'm still with frank 20 years later crazy wow, wow. i mean yeah, it it's, works you know it works that's Thank amazing i mean we've been stuck together for so long and i mean every my, my dream in life is to be asked to be a third um so congratulations <laughs> to you on that um, oh i bet you've been asked i bet you oh have. i have <laughs> and, and girl i've done it did it. Um, yeah, but you know, oh speaking God. of Frank, you uh, sp uh, speak of him, you said he's like an older brother who you love, but you would love to strangle. So talk to us about <laughs> you and Frank's relationship and how it's been so good for you guys to continue as you've continued all these years. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that it is very true. We have a very brother-sister relationship where there are days where, I mean, we, uh, we obviously have fun. We get each other's personalities. And the thing with Frank is he's also from Indiana and I'm from Southern Indiana. So we met in California. So we have that, that common foundation of growing up in the Midwest, sort of understanding each other. But um, yeah, I mean, most days I would like to strangle him. Most, you know, he's a, he's a guy's guy, uh, a macho male. And so sometimes he'll say things and I'll go, you can't, you can't, you can't say that. And he's like, why? And then I'm going to try to explain, you know, it's like, well, here's why you, you shouldn't say that. But I don't do too much of that because it's like, you know what? It's, it's our show and in our show, there's something for everybody. If you don't like him, you like me. If you don't like me, you like him. And, um, you know, so I think that's what we do. And I don't try to change him. It's like, he is who he is. And I, and I do my best to sort of, you know, go up against when I need to. But for the most yeah. part, our show is about having fun. Like, because there is so much crap going on in the world that, because I'll tell you this, with everything that's going on with Trump and the elections, the, the, um, the second that we start to talk about something like that, all of a sudden people go, oh, God, I come to your show for an escape. And, and, and now you're talking politics. So we have to be really careful. But then you've got, we've got our bosses going, you guys have to hit it a little bit. I mean, otherwise, yeah. you're right. but the second that on our show, the second that even if I have a legit, funny Trump observation or joke, then people go, oh, typical Heidi, oh. Oh, liberal. Oh, Democrat. Oh, Democrat. I'm like, I wasn't, that wasn't even political. That was a legit funny thing, observation, you know? <laughs> yeah. We have to be really careful on our show because we don't want people to to turn it off. And we do want to be that escape for people. We want yeah. to be, if you're bombarded every day with stuff from CNN, no matter what, what you turn, Twitter, whatever. So we kind of want to be that place where you can just go and hang for four hours and just forget about the crappy world for a minute, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way, Heidi. It's yeah. tough because, like, it's interesting that people have this thought process right now of they're like, "Oh, you can't talk about it. We don't want to hear politics and anything." I wonder how people would have felt a couple of years ago um, when Obama was still president, and if he would have been talking politics on stage. And I feel like people would have been okay with it. And it's interesting that, like, now they're like, "We don't want politics in sports. We don't want it in award shows." We want to just enjoy entertainment, and they tell people like yourself and us to, you know, shut up and perform. So That's right. And I, you know, it's like the Dixie Chicks when they made that comment years ago about President Bush, and it was like their 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 fans were like, "Shut up and sing." And I understand that, but at the same point, I'm also I'm an American. I'm a woman. I'm a lesbian. So, and I have a voice. So I feel like if I don't say something, then I'm doing a disservice. Right. 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 That I, that I, I mean, I was given this platform. And so it's that fine line of wanting to be funny and light, but also going, yes, but I, I'm also pissed about certain things and I'm passionate about certain things. And um, it's just, it's a line that's a rough one every morning. I will say that's the toughest thing is wanting, you know, me sitting in my backyard tonight, you know, having a glass of wine, real talk, I can maybe say things, but then when I'm on the radio in the morning, I think, oh, I'm not going to say that because all it's going to do is upset people. And I don't want to But then there's that other side of like, you've got a voice, girl. You know, you need yeah. to so it's, yeah. just, it's that, it's that. It's balance. crazy that like the, the world of politics has intersexed with just humanity. Yeah. And if you're inhumane, then you're not necessarily a good politician or vice versa. Right. Um, it's just crazy what the world has, you know, brought to us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, during the, the year, the craziest thing about 2020 at the beginning of the year was Joe Exotic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it feels like that was last year. 
Yeah. And then, and then it's like, <laughs> you know, just keeps going down, down, down. Like, oh, <laughs> that was the weirdest thing about 2020. And now it is just a dumpster fire. You and know? now Cheryl sure. yeah. Bastet is on Dancing with the Stars and she's getting her next reality spinoff by herself. Oh, I can't Are wait to watch. Me? Yeah, she yeah, I it, saw that somewhere. She, That's crazy. She she's now became a household name, and I'm just like, That's is what anybody looking into her opening about her killing her husband? Heidi, do you think she did it? The husband's family. Um, I'm, I'm real suspicious. You know, I used to. So <laughs> Deadwood, I think it was on it was on Showtime or HBO, and and when you have like tigers or pigs or anything like that they will eat an entire body sometimes the only thing they'll be they'll even eat clothes the only thing they won't eat is metal so like sometimes just a belt buckle will be laying on the ground and you'll be like hmm what happened here <laughs> i mean it where is he let's investigate right. you know what i love the datelines i fall asleep to serial killer podcast uh, I know that's weird, but um, Not I, don't, no, no, really. I, I don't know why that's comforting to me. I, I, love, I love it. it. You got the I'm right group. This is like Untold Mysteries. <laughs> I, I'm really excited for this new Netflix show that's coming out or that just came out. Um, oh, oh, American man. Killer? Yeah. American Killer? Yes. Yes. The one with the guy, the guy who killed his wife and kids? Yes. Oh, I'm very yeah. sad about that. I, I have. I know. It's sad, but I'm going to watch it. It's a very sad story. I remember when that all broke. And you know, thinking then it's like, ooh, that, that's that's rough. Mm -hmm. And now they've like taken like actual footage and like stories. I know. Yeah, but so. I will say, we need to get a Carol Baskin. We maybe we do the show. Maybe we get an investigation going and find out where the the ex husband is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's There's just like I don't panic. know why we're mm -hmm. sensationalizing. We continue right now. We're in the space in America where we are sensationalizing bad behavior. We're doing. Well, I wonder why. Right, we're doing <laughs> it from the top all the way to the bottom. Trickles down. Coincidentally, no. remember when top and bottoms were a great thing? And now look <laughs> at us. We're like, we're up here. It's just like- I've been trying to say all verse is the way to go. Verse, verse oh well. Verse, what they say. verse is bipartisan, okay? Verse yeah. is bipartisan. I'm gonna make a That's t-shirt. Right. That, you should, <laughs> Heidi, oh, in terms of your, <laughs> in terms of your career lineage so when did you get the gig to be the co-host of dish nation like when did that happen in the era of i want to say that was back in i want to say 2013 i think we're in our ninth season now so yeah i think 2013 they came to us and um you know we didn't even really understand what it was at first because frank and i were just doing our our radio show and they were like we want to bring cameras in and you'll talk about some entertainment news stories and we were like oh okay and, and we did that but there wasn't enough there was just not enough uh excitement or whatever and because that show is very sort of animated show and so they but they liked us so they went back and said take a look at some clips about what we're thinking and then kind of do it you know so sometimes you know listen i'm not all that excited about talking about the kardashians but when you're doing a show like that i have to be like oh my god you guys already no. okay, okay. Right. <laughs> you know, am i gonna do that in real life where i'm like oh, you guys you know but um <laughs> you know it's like oh god another kardashian story but i think that the thing that's interesting about dish is that we do it but we do it like you guys are sitting there doing it. We're not ass kissing. We're going, we're talking yeah, real right. about it. So it's not like, don't piss them off because we might want to have them on the show. We know they're never coming on our show. So it's not like we have to go, oh, be careful. It's like, we just say what we really want to say. And right. you know, that's right. with a, like a little- That makes for a better conversation. It yeah, does. We're talking um, about it how you guys are talking about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of real, so you work with Portia Williams. 
on yeah, yeah. so yeah. you've had to have some conversations about real housewives and everything have oh, yeah. going on Portia has been more real than ever lately she's been speaking out about everything that's been going on with she's black amazing. lives matter it, it's been so good to see Portia going to Kentucky, fighting for Breonna Taylor I mean yes. this is something that Portia Williams does not need to do she doesn't right. she's, she doesn't know, but she does, you know, her family, um, you know, she, her, her grandpa was a pastor. They were, they're all- Yeah, yeah. Jose so Williams, famous, yeah. It's just in her blood. And she she gets, you know, gets on a plane and goes to Kentucky and and fights and, you know, say her name, say her name. And, and she doesn't have to. And she's so inspirational, you know? It's like, girl, just getting out there and, and doing it and getting arrested for doing nothing That's wrong. That's what I was saying, yeah. Doing and how much wrong. It's- and how much support and everything have you guys uh, been able to give to Portia, you know, with everything that's going on? She's been arrested, I think, what, two or three times at this time? Like, have yeah. you got to speak to her one-on-one -on -one and, like, see how that whole experience, her being on the ground, has been? Yeah, I mean, I, I texted her. Um, I saw it on the news, and I texted her, and I was like, girl, I am so proud of you. Um, I'm sad that, that, that you even have to do this. This should not even yeah. be an issue. We should, this should marching right. for Breonna Taylor. It shouldn't even be a thing that those arrests should have already, you know, happened. But, um, you know, and then we, we always find a little moment to joke and I'll say, oh my God, so tell me, tell me, um, are you okay? And she goes, girl, um, per my lawyer, I can't say anything right now about <laughs> me. I'm like, wait, are you arrested? Are you, are you, and she goes, I can't, you know, I can't say that. So, but it ended up, yeah, she was, she had been arrested and it's just insane. And yes, and then she went back and it happened again. It's like, she could very well yeah. be Williams. She got, she makes a nice living. It's like, sit back. She's got her baby daughter. She's got her fiance, Dennis, and she could just chill. But she's like, I can't, I can't do that. She's a real inspirational um, person. And I said to her, whatever you need from me. I mean, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's tough too. Cause as a white woman, like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I certainly don't necessarily understand the fight because I've had different issues being a woman, you know, right. but I mm -hmm. haven't walked in her shoes. And so I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I don't even know if I can be helpful, but I always at least go, I'm here if you need me and whatever, yeah. you know, whatever you need. Um, so mm -hmm. she's been thankful about that. But um, that's yeah, amazing. We've been fighting through a real horror show. So that's amazing. Yeah, right. right. It's just, it's ridiculous, but. We march on and we try to do the best we can. Yeah. So Heidi, earlier you mentioned that you don't like to necessarily chat about the Kardashians every day, yeah, which yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> is there, is there um, what do you want to do next? Is there something that is passionate um, that's in your blood that you just have to get out into the world before you are no longer, you know, on this planet? Yeah. I mean, I will say, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's how I do. Season after one. <laughs> it's spooky season. I do. I do I do still want to be an actress. I mean, I, I closed it off for a long time because I thought, you know, it's like this, the radio show has been a huge success, which is awesome. But then there's that, oh, I, then I go, well, that, that's just my gig. That's, that's what I do. But yet there's this other part that I, that still just keeps, you know, nagging at me a little bit where I'm like, well, if it's obviously, if I'm still thinking about it, it's still there. And it's all I wanted to do since I was three years old, you know, is to do that. And um, when we first started the radio show, I was working midday. So, you know, that was like from 10 a.m. To, to 2 p.m. And, you know, when I did have an agent, they would go, hey, we have an audition for you at 1130. I'm like, oh, can't make that. And then they go, oh, because I had this commitment, you know. So even though it was successful, I was like, ah, oh, so maybe I just got to give that up. 
but now it just, it keeps sort of, it's in the back there. And so I really would like to do that. And I also would love to do a panel show. I would love to host or be a part of a panel show because the thing that I find most interesting, and I'd like for it to be sort of a, like a, a dinner, a dinner talk. And I've had this idea for years. I know it's been done now, but there's nothing more interesting to me than a, a group of people who would never be at the same table. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. Like, yeah. we, got, we have a homeless man. We have a racist. We have a gay woman. We have all walks of life where we're sitting down and having a meal and just talking about what's going on in the world. And, and, and understanding is like, wow, I didn't even see it from that viewpoint. Maybe then maybe we can come together because it's like, wow, now I really understand that I wasn't seeing it a certain way. So I would love to do that sort of show. Like I love ensembles. I don't want to do things by myself. I really like yeah. the back and forth with somebody. So yeah, I mean, the acting mm -hmm. thing, um, that's sort of my promise to myself at the beginning of the year. And then obviously COVID happened and you're just like, <laughs> once again, what? laughing at all of us. Just like, I know. You think, I know. Like, what? <laughs> cool. I could have been Julia Roberts if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I still want to do that. Oh, I got I've got to pursue that a little bit more. I've been lazy about that and I want to get back to that. And, and, um, and I'm just really open, you know, I love that idea. I always, that, sounds, that, that idea sounds like that game. Like if you could invite three people to dinner, living or dead. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Speaking of dead, as you know, it is spooky season right now. And I so know. we're asking all of our guests, what is your favorite scary movie? Oh, well, yeah, silence of the lambs. I know it's not necessarily a Halloween movie, but that, I oh, mean, no, that's no, no, that's one. a good one. Yeah, that's top tier. Listen, the other day on Dish Nation, we were talking about what what actor has played that role that is so terrifying that you can never get it out of your mind. And I'm sure Anthony Hopkins is a delightful man. I think he is a very sweet man, probably. <laughs> but I can tell you right now that if I ran into him face to face, I'm turning and running the other way. He's terrifying. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I do not want him at that dinner. Tastes funny. Um, but yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, I mean, because think of, I mean, especially as a woman, you're like, I would rather be killed than kept. I would rather, if somebody's going to go, I will blow your brain. I'll be like, well, I, okay, I guess, I mean, I guess. But to have somebody <laughs> right. like, I'm going you in my basement and I'm going to comb your hair and rub lotion on me. Oh my God. I would just, that's <laughs> just the thing. I don't want either one to happen, obviously, but if I have to choose, I'd rather be killed than kept. In a well. With I'm a, with you on that. Yeah. I'll just end it. Like, let, I'll just be so annoying and obnoxious that I will force you to shoot me in the head. <laughs> yeah. For me, the unknown, the unknown is so much scarier oh, yeah. than just like fucking doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just, just, just end it now. I, at least I know and kind of had control of the situation. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's, the, that's, yeah. The, that's the freakiest one. Yet every time it's on, wherever it is in the movie, I'm like, well, I guess this is what I'm doing now. I'm watching the. <laughs> right. 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 Dr. Lecter. Right. Dr. Lecter. It is. Dr. Lecter. So I'm. I'm a movie pet thieves. Hang up. <laughs> I mean, you listen. So I assume with that, you love Jodie Foster more in the role of Clarice. Um, like then, yeah, than oh, Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore. She was second. Oh yeah, yeah, 
Right. The role kind of changed. I felt like it became a whole different movie. It did. It really yeah, it was different. It was different. But you know, Jodie Foster's much like Clarice in the movie where she's looking for her daughter the whole time. Where is my daughter? Yeah. Where's my daughter? Mr. Dr. Lecter, where's my daughter? <laughs> like, is Clarice? I didn't know Clarice had a daughter. No, it's just the same. <laughs> Why did you want right. to be Jodie Foster right. instead of Julia Roberts? Right. <laughs> Maybe I gotta change up my idol and then I'll make it. Damn it. <laughs> That's the key. That's yeah. the key. <laughs> well, Heidi, this has been so much fun. Thank you for taking a little time to have a glass of wine with us and just talking honest. shit. Talk you have been so much fun. I would love it. Please. Yeah, we please. would love that. We would love that. And the next time next, we're, next you know, on the West or... Coast. Well, right. give us a little, give us a little time to check our schedules. Yeah. <laughs> our schedules are clear as a bell, Heidi. We'll see you next weekend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I love the podcast, the and I also my friend uh, Daniel Prince it was great on here too. So he's a he actually yes. Yes. We love him. on our show on Nation. He wanted to come out. No way! So that was pretty cool that he called and he was like, "I want to, I want to come out on your show," and he did. And oh, so that's so cool. Wow. Like, I, love I, I love that. The world's colliding. He is a gem of a man. I just, I love him, so. They just had a reunion the other day, um, hosted by Katie Kirk um, with the cast of Mean Girls. It was so good to see them all back mm -hmm. together. Minus Amy Poehler, because she's busy. But yeah, she everyone else came back. <laughs> so Heidi, before we let you go, tell our listeners where they can find you. Well, you can uh, find us every, well, we're, you know, online, obviously at HeidiandFrank.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Heidi Hamilton host and then Dish Nation. Oh, oh well, uh, the radio show is every morning here in Los Angeles, six to 10, but we, we everybody listens worldwide so that you can just find that um, online. And then Dish Nation, check your local listing because it's on Fox. I think here in LA, it's on at six o'clock in the evening. It's on at nine. Like at, at two o'clock in the morning, they watch uh, on a rerun or something. So I don't, it's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just search it. You'll find me. But yeah, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope like yeah, I hope you like Yorkie pictures. There's a lot. I, I do rescue. I, I rescue dogs. So I have six Yorkie. Elderly, you know, incontinent, toothless, deaf, blind. That's. And see, you actually Aww, rescue animals, sweet. unlike, um, you know, Carol Baskin, who <laughs> does something else. <laughs> oh, hang on. Unless yeah. you're keeping a secret. Here you go. This is. <gasps> oh, look at this little baby. Oh, our listeners, hey. we're seeing a little, a little Yorkie right now. His name's Cowboy. Aww. And Cowboy, we're from Texas. This is great. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. What a sweetheart. Thank you guys so much. So this is an absolute cute. blast. Until next time. That was so much fun. She's I love so Heidi. Heidi was cool. First of all, love her. Yeah. Love her energy. Love everything about her. Also, Nico puppy. was great too. Yes, Nico. Nico. I wanted to ask her um about her time as like a when she was a reporter in the air. Yeah. Like, you got to see some like crazy gruesome shit i know but we're gonna have her back is yeah. that what Next helicopter week. reporter means i thought she just reported on like the helicopters in the area no yes no no, no. no. Oh, okay well that's good to know. um no she was in a helicopter and was like this is heidi with klx i don't know what it is 
And she's reporting on the, like... Uh, yeah. What's going on? What's she on traffic. traffic. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. 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 This is okay. your traffic report. That's cool. That's cool. Nico was cool, too, spilling all the tea. All the tea. Dropping all... everything that I wanted to hear. Yeah, all the tea about Scream 4 and Drag, Drag Race. Mm-hmm. They were incredibly, like, so inspirational. I'm so excited for the role that they're playing coming up on Walking Dead World Beyond to play such a queer role and to bring that to people's households as a hero. Mm-hmm. The show Queer Hero, I'm so proud of them. Today has been such an amazing day. Our guests were both amazing. The talk we had was amazing. And I thank all of our listeners out there for listening to another episode of Pride the Podcast. Pride the <laughs> This has been Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. I'm Adam Andrew And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. And we'll catch you next week where we'll talk about if the plexiglass worked that Mike Pence is asking to be in between him and the hero Kamala Harris. We'll speak to you next week, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Happy hump day.